0: Hi again everyone, welcome to a bonus mini episode of Really Interesting Women. My name is Richard Graham and I've decided to revisit one of our alumni, in fact the very first of our alumni and now dual Olympic gold medalist Bronte Campbell. Bronte, welcome back to Really Interesting Women.
1: Hello, thanks for having me back. That's I've never actually been an alumnus of anything before, so... Well, you are, because
0: it's, <laughs> it's been a year now since we've spoken. A full year?
1: Yeah. What have you been it up happens. to?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, no, not very much. <laughs> no,
0: just hanging out like the rest of us? Yeah. Yeah, Look, congratulations on being a world record holder and Olympic gold medalist in the 4x100 freestyle relay for the second Olympic Games in a row.
1: Thank you so much. Um, yes, yeah, it still feels a little bit surreal for me. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy to think that we did it five years ago. Um, Kate was part of my, my sister, Kate was part of the team that did it in London. So to go on the three peak, um, even though it was only my second time being part of the team, yeah. um, it was a pretty surreal experience. There's, I don't think there's many teams that have managed to do that. So oh, it's, it's pretty
0: uh, special. But it, it, does it get even more special given your career has progressed to a third Olympics?
1: Yeah, it definitely does. Um, it does feel very different. The Olympics from from my first two. The first one just being, you're just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. I was mm. only I only just turned 18, so um, it was all pretty new to me. And then um, Rio was very different from from my experience now, where I'm just trying to soak it all in and um, make all the little moments count because I'm, I'm fairly sad now that it's my last one. I'm not saying 100% no to Paris, but um, may not be going on to there, so just trying to take take the time to um, like when we sit on the podium singing the national anthem, watch the flag go up and the Olympic ring behind it and just try to take the, the time to imprint that on your memory because um, the first time it goes so quickly you're not really able to really notice what's going on or, or look back on those memories because it's all such a blur.
0: Mm. And... and Has the singing improved? Bronte, because last time you mentioned everyone was singing in different sort of pitches and it didn't (laughs) matter. Have you got used to that yet? Has that got better?
1: Look, none of us are going to get better at singing. The only thing that was better (laughs) this time is we had masks on so you couldn't really hear anyone, um, uh, which was probably an improvement. (laughs) What
0: are you going to do with the gold medals?
1: Oh. Oh, I don't know, I just put them in their cupboard. Oh, no, no. Or in in the drawer or something. Oh, see,
0: see, I'd be hopeless with that. I I, I actually thought about it and I thought what you could do is, like, you could put a a, a clasp on the back of them and turn them into earrings. (laughs) You could wear them. I mean, what a conversation piece. That's why I don't win them, Brondie, because that's what (laughs) I would do. Earrings? Well, they
1: weigh, like, the sort of way... Um, like 550 grams, and the one from rear weighs 450 grams. So you'd be walking with half a kilo on each ear. You you may not have earlobes left if you did that. Well,
0: see, this, this really bad thing is I have thought of that. We could maybe run some fishing line between them over the top of your. N- never mind, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you're you've mentioned Kate for you're a real team person, and it's just how special is it? To do that again with your sister Kate. I mean, do you just look at each other and smile a lot
1: now? <laughs> yeah, it's um it's pretty incredible. It's, I think it'll probably sink in maybe more as we move on with after our careers and move into other things in our life. I think that's when you'll really look back and you like, Whoa, look what we look what we did together mm. for so long. Um, mm. whereas in in the moment you tend not to not to look at it in that in that same light. But um yeah, definitely this time for both of us was just about soaking it all up, knowing that this is um, potentially one of one of our last teams together um, which is is a pretty huge thing because we've, we've been on teams together for um, our whole swimming careers
0: it's it's quite a legacy you've left I mean people uh, or are leaving people would probably see swimming as a very individual sport and to a great extent it is but I was watching that fabulous documentary series, Head Above Water, which you star in, of course. And it came out before the Tokyo Olympics. And one of the overwhelming themes that comes from that is how important it is to you all that you become like a sort of um, swimming family that goes to the Olympics and supports each other regardless of results. Did you feel that again this time? Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, that's that's something we've very consciously worked on, um, especially over the last four years. But even before that, a bit um, the, the idea of being valued as a person on the team and then celebrated for performance after that. Um, being quite explicit with that language, and um, it's, it, it's it's never been a conscious thing that everyone shuns someone that hasn't done well. It's more um, when someone's hurting and disappointed. It's it's really difficult to know what to say to them and it's, it's awkward to go up and talk to them. Um, and so those people end up feeling quite alone because, um, not so much because people aren't feeling for them just because people don't know what to say. So, um, giving the team things that they can, they can say to someone no matter how they done. Um, and then, um, just <laughs> in, in myself overcoming that initial awkwardness to make sure that you're checking in with people because, um, everyone's so scared of saying the wrong thing, mm. but, you, just saying something, just being there, having physical contact with them, giving them a hug, giving them uh, like a clasp on the shoulder, um, anything to let them know that you're still with them. Really, <laughs> you're not going to say the wrong thing <laughs> when yeah. someone's going through something hard. They just want to know that you're there with them.
0: You You gave an incredible example in that documentary of the amazing atmosphere that you swimmers have built around this team. Um, in the story you told about what happened after one of your swims in Rio in 2016 that finished very late in the night, are you able to tell us that?
1: Yeah, so I um, was after the home freestyle. I um, came fourth by 0.05 of a second, um, which is it's a, a brutal mm. <laughs> place to land yeah. in an Olympic final. Even though I was really happy with my time, you just... Oh, such an achingly small margin, it's very hard, um, it's very hard to come to grips with something that, uh, <laughs> you've worked hard for four years and then, like, when you blink, it takes 0.1 of a second, so it's like half of a blink of an eye, which is <laughs> just, it's absolutely nothing. Oh. Um, but it could so easily have gone the other way, which makes it very difficult thing to come to grips with. But, um, yeah, it was about 2 3 a.m. by the time I, I got out of there and came back to the village and, um, I knew that a lot of my teammates had really wanted me to, to win that race and that gives the team a whole list when you do that. And So when you when you step off the podium and you're just on the edge of it and you feel like you haven't really um, given that to the team and feel like they should be disappointed in you. But um, everyone who's finished racing, they're all still waiting for me in the dining hall, making sure that I didn't have to eat all by myself at 2am, which was just absolutely beautiful and really highlighted to me how important the really little things are. Um, just, just being there with someone, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I don't remember what any of them said to me during that dinner, but the fact that they were there. They and, were there. Um, yeah, that's, that's the main thing, and I've taken that forward yeah. through to the, the rest of the people on the team now.
0: Will you still have that bond, do you think, and keep reaching out and supporting and encouraging each other when you eventually call time on swimming?
1: Yeah, that's something... Um, I'd like to formalize a bit more and become a bit better as, as, as a sport. Um, I'm part of the, Australian Swimmers Association and, um, it's, it's definitely something you, that we've seen in the past where people hang up, hang up the togs and mm. suddenly they're just sort of left adrift. But it would be really nice to have and set up a proper network where, um, you're making sure that you're checking in on those people because, um, I don't think it's really, uh, um, I don't think it's really appropriate to just expect people to reach out when they're in need of help. Mm. Often, the people that need help the most are, are not really capable of reaching out for help. It's um, it's almost a bit beyond them. So having having it formalised where you can you can check in with them and uh, make sure that they don't have to initiate it. I think that's quite important.
0: Yeah, one thing I'm determined not to do, and that is to ask where to from here, because frankly, it's not. It's none of my business, and you need to decompress and have about 6,000 beers before you think of that. But what I'm having a great deal of difficulty comprehending is how you can go from laser-like focus and unimaginable effort in the lead-up to the Olympics in 2020, have the Olympics delayed by a year, and then having to reset and refocus, come back again, perform like a champion, achieve goals, and in particularly trying circumstances, you're reaching the the finish line, physically and metaphorically, and then you're ushered into quarantine. I mean, <laughs> how are you coping? Or have I just made it worse by saying all that?
1: No, it's um, we always talk about the Olympic whiplash anyway, and that's what happens when you finish the Games and you come home and there's this feeling like, oh, is that, is that it? It's almost like an anti when you get to the other side of it because it is... It is over so quickly, I and mean, then you just jump back into normal life, and mm. you're no longer surrounded by your team, and you're surrounded by people that don't really understand what you've just been through. So um, we always have an w- Olympic whiplash, but um, it's especially um, especially highlighted this time coming straight back into into hotel quarantine. But we all signed up for it. We knew what we were doing. We knew we were going over for um, for the Olympics, that we we're going to have to quarantine on the other side. And we we all signed up for that. What Um, sort of breaks my heart a bit is um, the athletes trying to get from Sydney back to South Australia and the idea of having to do another 14 days on top of what they've already done, which they didn't sign up for and they were guaranteed wouldn't happen to them. Mm. And that makes me so mad on their behalf. Mm. I think it's absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the hotel quarantine, we all knew it was coming. Um, I got a care package shipped from home. Um, The girls in Brisbane sent me some clay, so I've just been doing some pottery and and other pieces. So I've I've totally been fine because I was prepared for this and we were all prepared for 14 days, but um, no one was prepared for 28 days. Oh, no,
0: that's (laughs) brutal. That is brutal.
1: Um, If you were
0: at a barbecue, Bronte, so it's super casual, right, and not an awards night, no formality, and someone said, who are the people who've been instrumental in helping you get to this point? What would you say?
1: Um, I mean, the number one person is my coach, who I've actually been with for 20 years. I don't know whether we really touched on this last time, but um, I met him when I was seven years old, and I'm 27 now. The night of the um, relay where we won, that was the 20th anniversary of when we first walked into the swimming pool and met him for the first time. So it was was pretty special, and um, he's been, like, my coach, my mentor. The relationships changed a lot over the years, and um, gone from being I've gone from being a child to an adult in that time. And I think it's it's a credit to, to him, and I mean, kind of both of us that we've managed to navigate that because it is it is quite a tricky thing to navigate sometimes as you grow up and the relationship mm. um, evolves and you want more input and it's not just just the coach standing there and dictating things. You've really got to um, have a bit of empathy both ways. And, yeah, he's definitely
0: the number one, number one impact on, on my swimming career and um, of my life as well. Mm. And obviously, you know, Kate, your sister and family, she's just been there the whole time, you know. And that's, you know, something I know you'd never take for granted. But it must be a real help having family there with you, going through the same thing.
1: Yeah, it's definitely very helpful. I think. With Kate, um, people tend to focus on the fact that for many years um, I was finishing second to her constantly. um, And they're focused on the fact that she was stopping me from standing on top of a podium. um, Without realizing that, without her help and support and um, the example that she sets and the way she pushes me in training, I I may not be standing anywhere near a podium. I may not be even in swimming. um, So having having her with me has been invaluable um i think it, that was a nice way you asked the question because often um people focus on on the on the other side of it of, of how much she stops me from achieving without realizing that um, having her along for the journey has not only made it more enjoyable but it's it made it possible
0: mm. Mm. now i'm conscious that this was only going to be a brief bonus episode bronte so i won't take up too much more of your time but on your page on the swimming australia website you have a quote from Rudyard Kipling's If, which for listeners who may not be aware is a poem which I think is sort of almost a road map on how to become a complete person. Um, now, this is a terrible thing to do to you, Bronte, and uh, but do you remember the quote that was on there?
1: Yeah, it'll probably be the, um, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters both the same, um... I mean the, the the longer quote of that yeah. to actually make it a poem and it rhymes is like if you can think and not make thoughts your master and in dreaming not make dreams your aim, um, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat it to impostors both like the same. So it's um
0: what a beautiful sentiment. You? What does that mean to you? <laughs>
1: um, to me, that means that you're not you're not materially changing um, how you view yourself or your self worth based on triumph and disaster. So winning or losing, success, failure, however you want to frame it, um, that those, those two things are going to come and go in your life and um, you're, you're not going to, you can't base your self-worth on, on either of them. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's that's really been, I mean, I used to have that written on, on the wall of my my apartment and um, it really, it's going to be a good roadmap for me mm. navigating a career that's been up and down.
0: Can I just add to that a part of the final stanza from that same poem which reads If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run Yours is the earth and everything that's in it Now Bronte Campbell no matter what you do from here you've completely filled those unforgiving minutes and thank you for sharing your triumphant journey with us all and for returning to this show and being an integral and very important part of Really Interesting
1: Women.
0: Cheers. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Bye, for now. Thank you for being a big part of Really Interesting Women. We'll have relevant links in the show notes to this episode. Head to our Instagram page at RichardInstagram for photos of the guests and the all-important link to all the episodes in our bio. If you know someone who might be a great guest, direct message me from Insta. Thank you to our production team, and I look forward to your company
1: again very soon. Bye for now.